Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Chapter 42 of The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 42 Monsieur Bertuccio. Meanwhile, the Count had arrived at his house. It had taken him six minutes to perform the distance. But these six minutes were sufficient to induce twenty young men who knew the price of the equipage they had been unable to purchase themselves, to put their horses in a gallop in order to see the rich foreigner who could afford to give twenty thousand francs apiece for his horses. The house Ali had chosen, and which was to serve as a town residence to Monte Cristo, was situated on the right hand as you ascend the Champs-Élysées. A thick clump of trees and shrubs rose in the centre, and masked a portion of the front, Around this shrubbery, two alleys, like two arms, extended right and left, and formed a carriage drive from the iron gates to a double portico, on every step of which stood a porcelain vase filled with flowers. This house, isolated from the rest, had besides the main entrance another in the Rue Fontieu. Even before the coachman had hailed the concierge, the massy gates rolled on their hinges. They had seen the Count coming and at Paris, as everywhere else, he was served with a rapidity of lightning. The coachman entered and traversed the half-circle without slackening his speed, and the gates were closed, ere the wheels had ceased to sound on the gravel. The carriage stopped at the left side of the portico. Two men presented themselves at the carriage window. The one was Ali, who, smiling with an expression of the most sincere joy, seemed amply repaid by a mere look from Monte Cristo. The other bowed respectfully, and offered his arm to assist the Count in descending. "'Thanks, Monsieur Bertuccio,' said the Count, springing lightly up the three steps of the portico. "'And the notary?' "'He is in the small salon, Excellency,' returned Bertuccio. "'And the cards I ordered to be engraved as soon as you knew the number of the house.' "'Your Excellency, it is done already.' I have been myself to the best engraver of the Palais Royal, who did the plate in my presence. The first card struck off was taken, according to your orders, to the Baron d'Anglars, Rue de la Chaussée d'Autin, numero 7. The others are on the mantelpiece of your Excellency's bedroom. Good. What o'clock is it? Four o'clock. Monte Cristo gave his hat, cane, and gloves to the same French footman who had called his carriage at the Count of Morcerf's, and then he passed into the small salon, preceded by Bertuccio, who showed him the way. "'These are but indifferent marbles in this antechamber,' said Monte Cristo. "'I trust all this will soon be taken away.' Bertuccio bowed. As the steward had said, the notary awaited him in the small salon." He was a simple-looking lawyer's clerk, elevated to the extraordinary dignity of a provincial scrivener. "'You are the notary empowered to sell the country house that I wish to purchase, monsieur?' asked Monte Cristo. "'Yes, Count,' returned the notary. "'Is the deed of sale ready?' "'Yes, Count.' "'Have you bought it?' "'Here it is.' "'Very well. And where is this house that I purchase?' asked the Count carelessly, 
addressing himself half to Bertuccio, half to the notary. The steward made a gesture that signified, I do not know. The notary looked at the count with astonishment. What? said he. Does not the count know where the house he purchased is situated? No, returned the count. The count does not know? How should I know? I have arrived from Cadiz this morning. I have never before been at Paris, and it is the first time I have ever set foot in France. Ah, this is different. The house you purchased is at Auteuil. At these words Bertuccio turned pale. And where is Auteuil? asked the Count. Close by here, monsieur, replied the notary. A little beyond the Passy, a charming situation in the heart of the Bois de Boulogne. So near as that, said the Count, but that is not in the country. What made you choose a house at the gates of Paris, Monsieur Bertuccio? I, cried the steward with a strange expression, his excellency did not charge me to purchase this house if his excellency will recollect if he will think ah true observed monte cristo i recollect now i read the advertisement in one of the papers and was tempted by the false title a country house it is not yet too late cried bertuccio eagerly and if your excellency will entrust me with the commission I will find you a better at Enkin, or Fontenay or Rose, or at Bellevue. Oh, no, returned Monte Cristo negligently. Since I have this, I will keep it. And you are quite right, said the notary, who feared to lose his fee. It is a charming place, a well supplied with spring water and fine trees, a comfortable habitation, although abandoned for a long time without reckoning the furniture which although old is yet valuable now that old things are so much sought after i suppose the count has the tastes of the day to be sure returned monte cristo it is very convenient then it is more it is magnificent peste let us not lose such an opportunity returned monte cristo the deed if you please mr notary and he signed it rapidly, after having first run his eye over that part of the deed in which were specified the situation of the house and the names of the proprietors. "'Bertuccio,' said he, "'give fifty-five thousand francs to monsieur.' The steward left the room with a faltering step and returned with a bundle of banknotes, which the notary counted like a man who never gives a receipt for money until after he is sure it is all there." "'And now,' demanded the Count, "'are all the forms complied with?' "'All, sir. "'Have you the keys?' "'They are in the hands of the concierge, "'who takes care of the house, "'but here is the order I have given him "'to install the Count in his new possession.' "'Very well,' said Monte Cristo, "'made a sign with his hand to the notary, "'which said, "'I have no further need of you. "'You may go.' "'But,' observed the honest notary, the count is i think mistaken it is only fifty thousand francs everything included and your fee is included in the sum but have you not come from Auteuil here yes certainly well then it is but fair that you should be paid for your loss of time and trouble said the count and he made a gesture of polite dismissal the notary left the room backwards 
and bowing down to the ground it was the first time he had ever met a similar client see this gentleman out said the count to bertuccio and the steward followed the notary out of the room scarcely was the count alone when he drew from his pocket a book closed with a lock and opened it with a key which he wore round his neck and which never left him after having sought for a few minutes he stopped at a leaf which had several notes and compared them with the date deed of sale which lay on the table Auteuil, rue de la fontaine numero vingt huit it is indeed the same said he and now am i to rely upon an avowal extorted by religious or physical terror however in an hour i shall know all bertuccio cried he striking a light hammer with a pliant handle on a small gong bertuccio the steward appeared at the door monsieur bertuccio said the count did you never tell me that you had travelled in france in some parts of france yes excellency you know the environs of paris then no excellency no returned the steward with a sort of nervous trembling which monte cristo a connoisseur in all emotions rightly attributed to great disquietude it is unfortunate returned he that you have never visited the environs for i wish to see my new property this evening and had you gone with me you could have given me some useful information to Artoi, cried bertuccio whose copper complexion became livid i, I go to Artoi. well what is there surprising in that when i live at Artoi, you must come there as you belong to my service bertuccio hung down his head before the imperious look of his master and remained motionless without making any answer why what has happened to you are you going to make me ring a second time for the carriage asked monte cristo in the same tone that louis XIV pronounced the famous i have been almost obliged to wait bertuccio made but one bound to the antechamber and cried in a hoarse voice his excellency's horses monte cristo wrote two or three notes and as he sealed the last the steward appeared your excellency's carriage is at the door said he well take your hat and gloves returned monte cristo am i to accompany you your excellency cried bertuccio certainly you must give the orders for i intend residing at the house it was unexampled for a servant of the count's to dare to dispute an order of his so the steward without saying a word followed his master who got into the carriage and signed to him to follow which he did taking his place respectfully on the front seat end of chapter 42This is Thursday Thrillers, audio with action on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow on Mutual with Friday Follies, the end-of-the-week collection of comedy cut-ups. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or find the Friday Follies feed in your favorite podcast players. Now that's a lot of effort. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.